0: Welcome to the College Church Sabbath School Podcast, where each week, Pastor Einar Rahm and Elder Roger Prather will be diving into the weekly lesson from the Seventh-day Adventist Church. The congregation at the College Church has made it their motto to love, grow, and serve. We really want to learn to love more, grow more, and serve more. It is our hope that through these conversations we can learn to better serve our congregation our local community and the world thank you for joining us today and we hope you are blessed with today's conversation
1: hey welcome to the college church sabbath school podcast and uh we are broadcasting or recording in south lancaster massachusetts my name is pastor and with me is daniel thomas and it is good to be doing this with him. We both have an MDiv degree, yes, and we've both spent a lot of time studying the Bible. We have, and and it's. We hope that that will be able to be a blessing to you, Amen. and uh, that we can kind of help each other out here. So yes. we're going to look at lesson number nine. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen. And it's a lot of. We're going to be dealing with messianic prophecies and. And it's interesting, what does it look like when God comes? And yes. I think that's part of the, really, conundrum of the people who lived before the incarnation. Absolutely. Expectations and reality did not meet. No. And they had this sort of uh, expectation what God was going to do. He comes in a different way, but it was always there in Scripture. Amen. It was right there. And some of those verses we're very familiar with. So before going any further, Danny, would you pray for us?
2: Absolutely. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for your promise to come again. Help us, Father, as we share your truths with your people. Use these podcasts to lift others up, to be encouraging, and mm-hmm. to fill them with your understanding a better understanding, a clearer understanding of your word. Guide us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. It, you know, it's, it's interesting, many of our listeners are Seventh-day Adventists, and we're very familiar about what the Second Coming will be yes. like. It will be, you know, visual. Every eye will see him. Yes. It will be auditory. We will hear the trumpet call of God. Yes. You know, and there will be even climatic events. There will be earthquakes. And and so it will be very much external, uh-huh. these validations. But what we see when we contrast that with before bc yes you know um uh, it's different because we see it was more subtle he came of course we're very familiar with he he wasn't born in a palace with an entourage he had a teenage mother sort of an arranged marriage, you could say, yeah. and uh, born in Bethlehem in a barn and then raised in Nazareth. Don't forget he escaped to Egypt as, <laughs> as a refugee, we would right. say. That's right. Came back, and then the town he was raised in, can anything good come out of Nazareth? That's right. That was the understanding. That was the understanding. And so, you know, this is God? This is This is how God operates, and it's like a head-scratcher. Mm. Yes. But when you look at Scripture we see it makes sense. And, and I guess, you know, sometimes we need to say, hey, listen, I'm not God, you're not God, God can do what he wants. This is what he thought was best. And when we, when we see that, I, I think we see the wisdom in this, Yes, in that he didn't come with an entourage in a, in a palace yes and and with a fiery uh chariot you could have come with a fiery chariot from heaven absolutely and and that would communicate something so different yes it would so one of the key things i
2: think um that in the lesson this lesson says is that christ's life and work are prefigured in this um in this portion of the psalms we're studying where as we're studying this we're looking at obviously they were in a timeline pre the coming pre first advent yep so yep. so everything is based in that. And I'm just going to take our memory verse here.
1: Please do, yes. Yep.
2: The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our mm-hmm. eyes. Psalms 118, verse 22 and 23, New King James Version. So that we're looking at and and of course obviously the imagery is you know if you're Mm -hmm. not into construction that kind of thing the the imagery is that of construction um and and pastor you you talked about this christ came through humble means yep he was not what was expected right um but had the leadership Mm -hmm. the intelligentsia of his day had they looked at the psalms and really mm-hmm. looked at it i think their perspective of what and who that messiah was supposed to be would have been a little bit more indicative of what he did
1: mm-hmm.
2: the expectation of course their expectation was based on their political situation and mm-hmm. i wonder how many times do we because of a particular political uh, situation or something that's going on we miss christ we miss mm, god mm. because we are so focused because i am so focused on my pain
1: oh that's deep that's deep that is deep daniel <laughs> that's, that's where deep. i'm going that's and, that's and, what's and, and in my notes <laughs> there you go and and it's interesting is you know on that same note we see what we want to see yes and and <laughs> and we're all human beings and and you know when I look at this memory text, there's one word that just just leaps off the page—the word rejected. Mm. And and I you know it's powerful and it's moving to think about God being rejected. And and but then of course there's the flip side; it becomes the chief yes, cornerstone—a
2: great Hebrew reversal.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's like you know there's a lot of hope that's pregnant within this text. Yes, that the rejection isn't the end. Absolutely. It becomes the chief cornerstone and it was God's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes.
2: Amen. So you know, the other night I was um helping out with our and a plug for them fundamentals of the Bible. That's oh, yeah. another yeah, <laughs> study yeah, yeah. that yeah. we're involved in. And um, and I was asked to share on a um, on parables. Oh, yes. Parables are one of the, of course, they're one of those tools that Hebrews used, um, the Jewish folks used often to communicate reversal. Mm -hmm. And so, as you you mentioned, you know, the rejected stone, you know, it's the same thing that Isaiah later on would prophesy. He was despised and rejected, rejected. a man of sorrows and acquainted with griefs. So that in that vein of, of the great Hebrew reversal, um it's hard to picture Christ because of this, but it's it's one of those things that serves to to show us mm-hmm. what he was willing to go through yep. to be human, um to understand Adam and Eve's pain, and, mm. and of course their descendants' pain. Yep. Um yeah,
1: just amazing. So there's a couple of key chapters here, and I think I want to just tie this together. Psalm twenty-two to Psalm twenty-three. Yes. We we often, you know, Psalm twenty-three has spoken to I will say billions of people through yes. history, billions of people. <laughs> yes. And 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 so many times we fail to see the whole impact of it, but Psalm twenty-two really kind of tethers to twenty-three. Yes. Because in Psalm twenty-three, you know, when you look at there's there's a lot of messiah prophecies prophecies in there. Psalm twenty-two. Look at what. You, look at what Verse one of Psalm twenty-two. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? That's a new living. Why? Why have you forsaken me?
2: Mm.
1: Where have I heard that before? Yeah. Jesus on the cross. Jesus on the cross, of course. And why are you so far from saving me? so far from my cries of anguish mm. my god i cry out by day but you do not answer by night i find no rest and again we see a man hanging on the cross a perfectly innocent man in anguish why yes in anguish and what does god what does jesus christ hear silence yes it is silence and and you know if you want to have an interesting discussion say you know do you, was God did was Jesus Christ really rejected by God? Or did he mm. just give the appearance of rejection? Mm. <clears throat> now where I am right now in my own thinking on this, he was rejected, yes. period. Because if he wasn't rejected, you see, he took our rejection. Yes. And if Jesus and if God was just playing a coy game and say, Yeah, I'm looking like I'm rejecting, but I'm really not well then what does that mean for my status of rejection? And Am my I salvation. really Right. <laughs> so I mean it's you know, Jesus physically died. His yes. heart stopped beating. Yes. And we know the wages of sin is death. And yes. so you know, I'm I'm seeing that Jesus is in this and and it's just so moving. Yes. In the sense that, you know, why does God do this?
2: <laughs> and you know, one of the things I was sharing, and, and again, I <laughs> hear my sermon again, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I made mention of in, in the message, I said, um, for, it's, you know, so, I said it's a popular, popular verse, for it God is. so loved the world yep. Yep. that yep. he gave his only son. So I, I was sharing with the congregation at the point, hey, here it is, yep. how much are you worth? You are worth the blood of God's only yep. son. That's your value. So there's no need to walk around feeling abased because God thinks that you were worth enough to send his son to die for your sins. And you really can't understand that until you understand that when that shepherd, which he compares himself to, takes up his livelihood puts it on an altar
1: yeah. kills it yeah
2: and he must do this over and over for our sins mm-hmm. for his sins for the sins of his community that's what jesus did for us at one point and continually how do you reject that
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't you can't mm-hmm. and and I'm just going to move down Psalm 22 yes. for a moment here because look at uh, verse six. Uh, but I am a worm and not a man; scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. Yes, they hurl insults, shaking their heads. And uh, he trusts the Lord. They say, "Let the Lord rescue him." Hmm. Where have mm. I heard this before? Yeah. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. It, it's. You know when when you when you look at. The story of the cross the recording of it and and you think about the rejection God went through. Uh, it's just almost incomprehensible, Daniel.
2: Incomprehensible. And at the same point in time I find myself saying to people the wrong message is a message of pity. Mm. Hmm. Not he doesn't want pity. He wants you to understand that he's doing this because he loves you. If he didn't go through that shame,
1: mm-hmm.
2: that, that insult, <laughs> in a master of the universe, if he didn't go through that insult, I don't stand a chance. What's stacked against me? Mm. History. Sin. <laughs> and I don't have any way out. Mm-hmm. And he said, I don't want you to go through that.
1: Mm.
2: I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy your way out. And it's going to cost me everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But you don't have to go through that anymore. That, so, so, so a lot of mm. times I, I see people mm. give messages and are thinking, it's pity. Jesus doesn't want our pity.
1: Mm-hmm. He
2: came to die for us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What he wants is our allegiance mm-hmm. and our love. But he won't force it on you.
1: Right.
2: You got to choose it.
1: And and I did remember reading somewhere God doesn't even want admirers.
2: He doesn't want admirers. No, he's not know. interested in that. Not
1: in that. No. no and, he's and he's
2: not. And, and in fact, he's not. <laughs> he's not even interested in my money. <laughs> mm-hmm. my, my I can't say my time. We we cover it in the last lesson. Our yeah. time is nothing. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. What he wants is. For us to recompense, hopefully, the love that he has lavishly poured on mm-hmm. us. I like to think of a Mary pouring yeah. all that expensive frankincense spice yeah. on yeah. Jesus' feet. Yeah. And it, was, it must have been a fortune. It was, it was a yeah. lot of money. It
1: was a year's year salary. <laughs> a year's salary.
2: Yeah. And mm. that's what he did for us.
1: Yeah.
2: He lavishly poured, wastefully you could even say, his yeah. blood on the altar for our salvation. That's the love of Christ. That's what so so prefiguring the Messiah, these messianic and and Pastor you gave us one, you gave us um, Psalm twenty two. But these messianic portions that we're covering in this lesson are prefiguring that or they're telling the story of what we would later read about in the Bible. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yep. And and what's amazing is that God knew this. Yes. I mean God
2: wasn't Christ reconciling the world. Yeah, back he was
1: himself. think I mean think for a moment, you know, you're gonna go and rescue someone and yes. you know you're gonna come back with skin that is burned. I've been a there. Broken broken <laughs> leg. You know, and, and you say, Is this worth it? You know, is it worth it?
2: There was a chaplain, um, young chaplain I was um I was assigned with her for her protection while we were in Iraq, mm-hmm. and I remember her parents approaching me and said, "Hey, keep her alive, protect her." Yeah. And one time we were in a, we were in northern Iraq, Mosul, and I'm looking at her boots. We're on a flight line, and I see her feet start to leave the ground. Huh. We are standing next to a CH-53. It's one of those big Marine helicopters, and it's pulling her up in the rotor wash. Whoa. So I grabbed She's grab so light she's so light and not only that she stepped in the wrong place because oh, they're, they're marked areas where you shouldn't oh, be my. like me i'm over six feet i need to be yeah where i can bend <laughs> you and i we, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we want to have our heads <laughs> down yeah. and um once i saw i saw that and it was like this is it's kind of it's a weird feeling mm. got all this noise you can't really hear much yeah. but i see her boots leaving the ground and she's not climbing into this thing she's getting sucked up in the rotor wash so i reach out and um and i grab her and with all the gear that i had on which was like 300 pounds of gear i put my back out of place oh no but i kept her on the ground
1: oh my goodness
2: so you know you, you talk about you know you're, you're rescuing somebody
1: <laughs> that's one of my stories <laughs> So, so, oh my. Yeah. So, is your back? Did your back?
2: I went through, I remember getting back to the States at one point in time. I went, I was getting trained up for another assignment and I was uh, having issues. I was having issues. And um, I, um, there's one point I got up and I couldn't walk.
1: Oh my goodness. Now, did she realize? I mean, she said thank you. I, she she realized, did. She did. Did she, but, because she's, did she, was she cognizant of the fact that she was going? She did she didn't realize she it didn't
2: re- and that's that's the thing what when it starts to happen yeah yeah you got split seconds if i see you, i'm tackling you. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> what i'm doing so 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 she said she did she only realized what was going on when the weight of me <laughs> tackling her yeah. and pulling her down because I, i'm like there's no way i'm gonna there's nothing i can do Against that thing.
1: No, no. no. (laughs) So did they? Did they? Did the pilot realize what was going on and shut things? He can't. He can't
2: because uh, 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 a bird helicopter sitting idling on the tarmac—that's an invitation for trouble. And even if he shut that down, there's a lot of cavitation that has to do before it fully stops. Yeah. And and. as i was looking at it she was leaving the ground too quickly that's how i it was like split second you know you got the helmet on you got your gear and and you look and i'm looking down and i'm like her feet are leaving the ground so it's split second <laughs> wow so it's just a reflex well, action
1: yeah and Ta-da. and
2: that's what you made me think about yeah well that's
1: that's very ra- that's a good illustration here <laughs> And and uh, so it comes back to, yes. and we got to sort of manage our time here. But Psalm yes. twenty three feeds into that, mm-hmm. and we see this imagery of a shepherd. Yes, and of course David wrote this. The Lord is my shepherd. It's not our yes. shepherd. It's my shepherd. Yes, and it's interesting. He says I lack nothing, or some translations say I have everything I need. Yes. A, a, and and that's a powerful sentence right there
2: huge analogy yeah and um and of course when later on jesus picks up the same analogy um he says i'm a good shepherd and a good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep <laughs> over in the uh, near east middle east you'll see shepherds they had um these little corrals mm-hmm. that they would erect and they're u-shaped yep they would lay down on the opening of these things and so the and the heard that the concept was yeah. yeah, you had to anything that wanted to harm the sheep had to go over that Bedouin Shepherd. Yeah. And I can tell you these these guys are crafty. Yeah. They are warriors. They are always armed. Yeah. And their livelihood are the sheep. Yeah. So um, you know, what does Jesus say? Jesus uses his analogy, he said the the other the the hired hand would run away. Yeah. But the good shepherd will stay the course because everything he has is dependent on that Mm. sheep. And so Jesus will lay down for us. Um, He's willing to die for us. Mm. And he died for us
1: to save us. You know, Daniel, the way you said that, there was a moment there where we were everything he had. That's right. When he go, when he, when Jesus goes back to heaven, it wasn't to, <laughs> just to have a hero's welcome. Right. He said, "I need. This is why I did this." And he wants to carry you, me, right. our listeners, and said, "This is why I did it." Yes. And and. Amen. Amen. May there be Amen. millions and millions and billions of people who can be in that throng. Yes. And and, uh, you know, that's. You know, when when you look at the price that Jesus paid mm-hmm. for it, I mean, we know, you know, the scars on his hands, and, and um, you know, we haven't really dealt with the, you know, his him as a being. Sure. This the using it seems trite, but the mm-hmm. emotional aspect of it. Yes. Yes. And and so it's interesting coming back to Psalm twenty three, he makes me to lie down in green pastures.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Again, that's very clear. You yes. know, he's bringing me to good places. Mm-hmm. Still waters. He guides me along the right paths for His name's sake. Yep. But then, listen. Here it is. Even though I walk to the darkest valley,
2: yes, the valley so, of death, the valley of death.
1: of death, and that's the thing. We don't, we don't go around the valley of death. Mm. Even though, did not even say I might walk. Yeah. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death or the darkest valley, I'm not going to fear anything. Yes and and it's just um um it's a beautiful powerful imagery it is it really <laughs> is daniel it really is it's like wow and in a
2: valley you know if i'm putting on my soldier's hat that's where you want to set an ambush
1: exactly yeah you want to command the top oh yeah, yeah you the want mount. the you, know, yeah. you
2: want the upper ground yeah. and so a valley's a perfect place for an ambush yeah. there's not much maneuvering room no. but he says Even when I'm in those places in my life, I am not afraid.
1: Right. Yep.
2: Because the shepherd's with me. His rod and his staff, they even provide me comfort. I'm comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Who's comfortable (laughs) in a dark valley?
1: (laughs) And, you know, coming back to, Mm. you know, what we studied last week about just a number of days, you know, 70 years, 80 years, you know, we have many of our members who are reaching 90, 95. That's Right. One of our active members, ninety six. Yes. You know, wow. but I'm it's still. You know, you still at some point, the meter stops. Yeah. yeah. You know, Life. I knew somebody had was one hundred and five. Wow. Did they make it one hundred and ten? No. No. But it's like, you know, okay. So, given this, what really matters? Hmm. And I like this. Can bring it back to what matters is that we have the good shepherd.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: And and. When we're walking through that valley, we're not going to fear any evil because God is with us. Amen. And and I like that, that picture of the rod and the staff, they comfort me. I've always thought about this, not always, but it kind of comes to mind when, put yourself in a sheep's perspective. Hmm. You know, even go down on all fours and you're, yeah, yeah. you know, your view is limited. Very limited. You know, and here's the shepherd next to you. You can't see his face, but if you can see the rod and the staff, you which is then you're within you, your line of sight. Yes. You know he's there. That's right. That's right. So the sheep is saying, Okay, I don't see him, yeah. but I see the rod and the staff. Yes. So he's here. And then here's where we go back to some messianic prophecies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Well what is this talking about? It's alluding mm. to the Last Supper. Last Supper. And it was That's anointed, cup overflows. But here's the key part. Surely your goodness and love will follow me.
2: All the days of my life.
1: Yep. This So that ending there at the table mm. in the present of the ending, that's not the end. No. You know, and and uh, we often see that in, in life for people that can be the end, physically yes. speaking. But as far as God's concerned, no. No. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. So. Um, I just wanted, you know, anything else to talk about with Psalm 23. I mean that that.
2: <laughs> well, and and that because and we, we think about it because of course a lot of the utterances from that psalm became um, what Jesus echoed on the cross. Exactly. So we, yeah. we couldn't, we can't help but you know spend time in that psalm because so much of it typifies um, the suffering Messiah and speaks to what he endured while he was here on earth, particularly his passion. Yep. And um, and that's what this lesson is. this lesson is really dealing with with the passion of Christ um, and his love for us.
1: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yep. Yes. Now it's it's the lesson does bring us to John chapter 10 verses 11 and 12 and following and you've already alluded to this but Jesus said there I am the good shepherd. Yes. The good shepherd sacrifices life for his sheep. A hired yes. man will run and and Verse 14, i I'm the good shepherd. I know my own sheep, and they know me. Just they the know Father me. knows me, and I know the Father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. Yes. Now, um, again, we see this here. If there's a good shepherd, by default, there's a bad shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, the hired hand. I went to seminary just to be able to say yeah. that one sentence. <laughs> but I mean, the good. What is good? Mm. Good is delightful. And I'm—I I'm, don't have my dictionaries here. Sure. But it's pleasant. Yeah. Um.
2: And it's a qualitative a- aspect. It's, that's to a it. good way and, to and put we're, it. we re- We. You know, I—I I hear you fleshing that out. That—that that there's a quality to that goodness, um, of the shepherd. Yep. And, um, he's called the good shepherd because of his nature in his task to protect mm-hmm. the sheep yeah um and, and of course he you know we, we, we spoke about a story where jesus said the hired hand will run away his life the the hired hand's life is more important to him yep. than the sheep yeah the shepherd the good shepherd binds his life to the sheep jesus was bound to us yep in our sin he who know no sin yeah became sin he took it on yep. so that The nature of the essence of the Good Shepherd is he is in sin with us to rescue us from the ravages of sin. Now, yes, there's sin still around us, it's still Mm -hmm. the the, the after effects of it are there. But I love um, Paul's perspective. For Paul's perspective, the cross is the dawn of the new age.
1: Yep. That's a good way of putting it. It is. <laughs> so, so, so that
2: all along they were looking toward, even in our Psalms, our study here of the Psalms, looking toward the cross. Yep. And now with the cross, the sheep that come after can start to live better. Yeah. They can live looking ahead mm-hmm. that at some point in time, <coughs> suffering and sin would come to an end.
1: Here we go. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back to Daniel: the, the quest. What everybody needs is hope. Amen. We need hope, and and I think yes. that's that's our conundrum. You, know, you take a person's hope away. Yes. You know despair. It's yeah, and and it's <laughs> like when you look at. How we can see life, mm. um, you know, if you believe there is no God, and this yes. all just was a random, ex- you know, collision and Big Bang, and yes. life emerges, and and you say, okay, so you have your seventy, eighty years, ninety mm-hmm. years, and then you become what? What? <laughs> you know, you have a, you have a. Stone over there, and yes, and it's interesting. I, I may have mentioned this before in a previous co- uh, podcast, but interesting. Norway is awesome country, yes. and but what they do there is when you when a person is deceased, they actually don't embalm. They don't have these um, uh, concrete um, vaults. Vault, vaults. Yep. yep. It's just it's wood, and so what happens after? I think. <laughs> I, want, I don't remember the exact number of years, but maybe let's just say it's twenty years. You, somebody has to renew the essentially the, the lease, oh, the lease. Okay. on that land okay. where you're buried. Okay. If nobody does, they reuse it. Okay. They reuse it, and uh, and so you sense. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of does make sense, but the the headstone is taken away, yeah. and and. The ground is, I think it's reseeded, and then whether it be five years later or a year later, somebody needs it. They come through and they do their thing and put a headstone there, and and it's just interesting to think about that because mm. we so often in the Western mind we're thinking, okay, so I'm laying there, but there'll always be that headstone right. to say who's yeah. there. But in some places that is not case, the case. Not yeah. the case, and and and. Uh, um, we we see that you know you look at that and you say well there's no God there won't even be a headstone if nobody remembers me in 50 years there's no headstone there's nothing <laughs> yeah. you know nobody yeah. and you say okay well what you know what's the purpose of life
2: what is the meaning of life what oh, is that's mean- where
1: I was going <laughs> yeah what is the meaning of life and and I think this is what's so cool about the Psalms and life isn't about just you know, puppy dogs and uh, what's the other metaphor? Puppy dogs and fairies. Togs and tails and tall yeah. yeah. Yes. It's it's there's that element of suffering. Happy, happy joy, joy. Yeah, happy, happy joy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's more it's about this whole struggle mm. and 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 this journey into something else. Some yeah. another being. And that's what mm. I see is with, with Christ is the incarnation tells us so many different things. Now, I want to mention there's other messianic prophecies. Absolutely. So if you ever find yourself in a predicament where you may say, Well, how somebody say, How do you know Jesus is the Messiah? Well, Genesis three yeah. fifteen is one key where where God foretells that, that someone, some being a descendant of Adam and Eve, would crush the head of the serpent. Isaiah fifty-three, the suffering servant. Yes. We have Psalm twenty-two. And then there's others. But, you know, when you, when you, I believe Micah talks about in Bethlehem, be born in Bethlehem. That's right. And um, it's just important to kind of keep this somewhere in the backburn of our minds because someday you might just need to explain this to someone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, any other thoughts about this, Daniel?
2: Well, you know, so uh, uh, as you were going through it, I I can't help but thinking, you know, uh, of someone who doesn't understand this th- this commitment to this word yeah uh, you know how to help them how to guide them along um, in this year's study how to guide them into understanding this and you know <clears throat> so, so so here's an attempt um, Jesus came to show us um, what the kingdom of god was like and, uh, mm-hmm. and i'm going back to the you know the, a lot of the parables he in parables they would use um something that is sometimes unknown or something that's known
1: mm-hmm. to
2: explain the unknown mm-hmm. so and i and i challenged i challenged the audience then i said uh, you know of course they would they compared it to a mustard seed Jesus yep. used the the analogy of the mustard seed because that was something they were from, they were an agrarian society yep. and they were very familiar with that. Yeah. So I often say to people, "What's your mustard seed?" Mm-hmm. Jesus, and there's like thirty references. He says the kingdom of heaven is like this, the kingdom of heaven is like that, the kingdom yep. of heaven is like this. So what? What is the kingdom of heaven like for you?
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Um, the mustard seed, Jesus used it because it's this tiny little seed and yep. it grows up into a massive tree. Yep. You've never seen a mustard seed bush. It becomes a massive yep. tree. And then all the animals, uh, uh, people walk underneath it and probably have a picnic. They can get shade <laughs> from the sun. The birds can yep. nest in it. Um, so, so what analogy can we use? to speak of the um, of the kingdom of heaven.
1: So, yeah, that's that's a <clears throat> it's interesting you mentioned <laughs> about the kingdom of heaven because I was thinking about there's <sighs> it'd be a long sermon series, but to look <laughs> at all those texts,
2: yeah, 30 of them.
1: Yeah, we think of the kingdom of heaven as this you know, twelve gates and right. and walls, pearly, pearly yep, yeah, pearly and, gates and, and streets of gold, streets of gold. <laughs> sea of, glass. <laughs> so sea of glass. the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. No, he even Jesus even says the kingdom of heaven is among you. Yes, and I don't think he's referring to your to himself. He's saying no, there's something that happens, yes, with each other, and you know that mustard seed, you know, can be a kind word, can be an act of love.
2: Yes well so interestingly he picked um 12 disciples yep his concept was um, i'm building a new kingdom
1: oh yeah now we're talking
2: <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> I strive to do it the other way and mm-hmm. I didn't get it yep so now with you guys and oh and by the way <laughs> um I want you to know that it goes beyond just being Jewish
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and
2: it goes beyond the borders of your country
1: yep.
2: this new kingdom that I'm setting up is a kingdom that is all-encompassing that, yep. that stone the rejected stone yep. becomes a mountain and fills the entire earth yep. so that as Jesus was talking about building this new kingdom yep. the new kingdom is nondescript.
1: Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. not
2: relegated to a language yep. to a culture to a race to a certain amount of wealth yeah <laughs> the new kingdom then is based on love yep. and how do they know that we are his by our love for one another yep. so the tenants of the new kingdom are not no longer limited to a yep. people to a language to a place. He said no one is going to be able to go out and look and say geographically this is the kingdom. No, it's in you. Right? The new kingdom that's what Jesus was building.
1: He was. Amen. It was and that <laughs> and the matrix that we use to measure this yes is the stuff that we use in the world just throw that away. Yes and 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 we're looking at something totally totally different and yes. and uh like i said it is all about love and and that's faith, thursday's hope, lesson faith hope and love i guess <laughs> yeah. we could say come back to
2: thursday's lesson speaks of the order of melchizedek which he is outside of the jewish order of priests yep jesus's new covenant this new kingdom that he's building it's totally revolutionary and it's totally different and it has nothing to do with circumcision or any of these right, other right, barriers right, right. that relegate or control how the, the structure of the kingdom is and this is on the thursdays listen this new kingdom then this messianic priest and i'm just gonna i'm gonna read it right from the lesson please
1: here. do yeah. the
2: divine oath introduces a, a move mm-hmm. uh, i'm sorry a novel element to the davidic covenant by the declaring that the messiah king is also a priest mm-hmm. israel's by i'm sorry israel's king kings rather could never function as levitical priests mm-hmm. numbers um, 819 and second chronicles 26 16 to 21 When Scripture mentions kings or people offering sacrifices, Mm. it implies they're bringing sacrifices to the priests who actually offered them. Mm. Psalm 110 sets the Messiah king apart from Israel's other kings and priests. Christ's eternal priesthood derives derives from Melchizedek, who was both the king of Salem, Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. or Jerusalem at the time, And the priest of the Most High God. So that that bridging capability Mm -hmm. of Christ, this new covenant, is far better than anything in their history. And that's all prefigured. That's what this lesson has been about and Pastor and I have been talking about. This is all prefigured in the person of Jesus Christ. It is a better covenant. It's a new covenant. It's a new nation.
1: It's a brand new nation. Yep. So, so how do you get a how do you get a passport to this nation? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have to go to the post office and and uh, file paperwork and (laughs) and wait three months?
2: That's a beautiful thing, you know. And I'm in the middle of doing that. My daughter, I guess their class is planning a trip to Puerto Rico, so Mm. they they need. Mm -hmm. And I submitted all the paperwork and paid the money. But you know, I'm I'm so glad you asked that because uh, the passport. Is the blood of Christ. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and um, as I was sharing with our community, um, we gotta, I got the gift, I got to accept the gift. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yep. it's true. And
2: that's my passport. That's it. That is Amen. it. Amen.
1: And, and I'm going to read from yes. Hebrews chapter 7 20 to 28 of the New Living Translation. Yes. This new system was established with a solemn oath. Aaron's descendants became priests without such an oath. But there was an oath regarding Jesus. For him, for God said to him, "The Lord has taken an oath, and will not break his vow. You are a priest forever, Amen. because of the oath." Jesus is the one who guarantees this better covenant with God. Yes, and there were many priests under the old system, for death prevented them from remaining in office. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood stands forever. Amen. Therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever. To intercede with God on their behalf, and Amen. there's that sort of that passport. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and and uh, He is the kind of high priest we need because He is holy and blameless, unstained yes. by sin, unstained yes. by sin. He has been set apart from sinners Amen. and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Amen. Unlike those other high priests, He does not need to offer sacrifices um, every day. They did this for their own sins first, and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once for all when He offered Himself as a sacrifice for the people's sins. The law appointed high priests who were limited by human weakness. But after the law was given, God appointed His Son with an oath, and His Son has been made perfect. High, uh, the high made, been been made the perfect high priest forever. There we go.
2: Amen. Amen.
1: And you know the chapter headings was added later on, of course. You know, Paul didn't say chapter right. 8. <laughs> you know, here is the main point, verse yes. 1 of chapter 8. We have a high priest who sat down at the place of honor beside the throne Amen. of the majest- maj- majestic God in heaven. There he ministers in the heavenly tabernacle, the true place of worship that was built by the Lord and not by human hands. Amen. And again, we see this, uh, you know, how do we connect with God? And, yes. and again, we need to realize that that all of the religions focus on what we need to do. Yes, this is what focuses on what's been done. Yes, and all we have to do is say yes. The passport is there; you just gotta got to pick it up.
2: I got to pick up my passport.
1: <laughs> you just got to pick it up, and and there it is. So Amen. Amen. fully paid for. Amen. And and so so you know when you look at this new land. Yes, how would we describe this new it? kingdom? The new kingdom. How do we describe it, Daniel? Well. For one,
2: it's not geographic.
1: It's not geographic.
2: This new kingdom has um, (laughs) a new sheriff in town, Yep. but this new kingdom is not based on the tenants that I would look at as valuable and that the world would look at as valuable. Uh, Money and changeable suits of of, Mm -hmm. of clothing. All of the things that make you a Mm. money, wealth, all of the things that make you a citizen, Mm -hmm. Maybe even birthright, Mm -hmm. which is a big one. The Abrahamic covenant was all birthright. Circumcision. All the things that made you a citizen of the old kingdom, in the new kingdom, they are not a barrier to you becoming a part of the kingdom, becoming a citizen. And what we're really talking about is citizenry.
1: And and I'm glad you (laughs) mentioned that because part of the, the New Testament church wrestled with the Gentiles, they did, and of course, you know, Peter gets that infamous dream about the sheet with the uh, the clean on the unclean. We talked I mean, about unclean, that in yeah. parables. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and yesterday we were talking oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the parables. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and it's interesting because you know the the big talk now is this is 2024, the Barbie movie. Oh yeah, you know
2: <laughs> they're they're really digging in on it. They're
1: digging in on it, and, oh, yeah. and it's interesting because. You know, she lives in this perfect "quote unquote" world. world. Yes, where, however it is, you know, she always gets out of the car, right? And <laughs> she can become anything she wants. She wants, right? And and um, there's always food, but it's all plastic, of course. Yes. <laughs> and 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 uh, you know, we're not talking about that kind of world. No, no and utopia. <laughs> utopia. That's right. We're not t- man-made utopia yeah. anyway. This yep. is God's God's yep. uh, perfect world. So how do we, Daniel you know, I find it interesting when we talk about heaven. Yes. And and I know as a child the lure of playing with the lions, mm-hmm. sliding down a giraffe's neck. These are beautiful <laughs> sure. images. Imagery. Um how do we tell children that it's gonna be cool to be in heaven besides using these images and, you know, skating on the sea of glass and, Mm. you know, all these things we talk about. And maybe we can't. Maybe, maybe, because I think at our age we appreciate heaven for a different reason than we did when we were children.
2: Absolutely. So, you know, that's what I love about Jesus is um, where he talks about the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. He uses parable and he uses comparisons of what it's like. So when I tell you about what something is like, it's not actually it. Correct. Right. But what I'm giving you are concepts, yeah. ideas. That's. Um, if you've never seen water, let's say. Or know,
1: snow. I mean, I snow. Yep.
2: Um, we wouldn't know what to talk about. Right. Um, so I give you an idea of what it's like. And I, I love that Jesus strived to do that throughout his ministry. The kingdom of heaven is like. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of heaven is like. And I think it, of those parables, yeah. it talks about sharing it. And so when I ended up the lesson, one of the things, the main points I brought up was that the kingdom of heaven is longing. It's like the father the prodigal, with the prodigal son. He was longing for his son to come home. Mm. And he was desiring and he was out there waiting. Yeah. So the kingdom of heaven is God waiting for us to come home. Mm. That was my analogy.
1: <laughs> that's powerful. And they were like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's." Because
2: that's what Jesus would say. The kingdom of heaven is like that father waiting. Yeah. And for days he waited for his son to come back to him. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like. God is longing for you and me to come mm. home. Just as much as we want it, he's longing. He the kingdom of heaven also is like that lost coin, and the woman sweeps her entire house yeah. to find And when she finds that coin, she rejoices and it's precious to her. Yeah. That's what the kingdom of heaven is like.
1: Yeah, wow. those were my analogies. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. Hey, listen, we have run out of time, time here, yes. and and uh. You know, please if you if there's something that you as as a listener wanted to touch on, please, you know, get the Sabbath School quarterly. It's lesson yeah. number nine. Yes. And again, this has all been we've talking about blessed is he come in the name of the Lord, Messianic prophecies, Jesus that he came. Amen. And it was all just a massive, massive, massive life changing, world changing, universe changing rescue mission. Amen. And mm-hmm. Jesus still bears the the scars from it. So let's pray as we wrap up. Father in heaven, thank you for just this good, beautiful discussion we've had here. And and Lord, may this, the truths and the ramifications, the implications of the incarnation, the crucifixion, the resurrection, not just be something we have in our our heads and we look at it during Christmas time and Easter Mm -hmm. time, but May it just be something that's in our hearts, our DNA, 365 days a year. And and I just pray that we'll remember that, we'll be blessed by it, and that we will be a blessing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you again, uh, listeners, for joining us or allowing us to join you. We do hope and pray you have a blessed rest of the day. God be with you.
0: If you are looking for a community, have some questions about the discussion, or would like to participate in a live Sabbath school class, please join us every Saturday at 10 a.m. for Sabbath school and 1115 for our worship service at 337 Main Street, South Lancaster, Massachusetts. This has been a production by the College Church's communication media ministry. If you were blessed by this podcast, please like, follow, and subscribe. Join us next week for another lesson and let us all remember to love more, grow more, and serve more.